Listener Production. These days, we've become so accustomed to thinking of energy mainly as electricity for charging home appliances, lights and devices, conveniently delivered to our homes via a complex electricity grid of poles and wires, or for roughly a third of Australian households, also from solar panels on their rooftops. And while it's pretty hard to compete with solar and wind on cost and scale, have you ever thought about the many and much weirder powers we could be tapping into? I'm Petra Stock, and today I'm taking a tour of some of the out-of-the-box ideas that exist for generating and storing energy. Here in Australia, when you think of power, you might picture a coal-fired power station, an electricity source which still provides more than half of Australia's power. Or perhaps the wind and solar farms springing up around the country, providing roughly 12% each of our power. But do you think of tunnels filled with water? This retro renewable power provides about 7% of the nation's electricity and most of Tassie's. Before we get into stranger sources, let's start with hydro as an example. In hydroelectric systems, water flows downhill through a system of pipes and tunnels. As water gushes, it turns a generator converting energy from its gravitational potential to mechanical and electrical energy. It's a renewable system because the water cycle keeps it raining and running. Well, most of the time, anyway. You can even turn a hydro system into a massive battery, which is called pumped hydro energy storage. Or at least try to, in the case of Snowy 2.0, where the tunnel boring machine is jammed. But that's another story for a different podcast. Now we've sparked a conversation. Let's turn off the safety switch as things get weirder. Let's get on track with one of my favourite things, trains. Amazingly, trains are one of the oldest kinds of electric vehicles. In fact, the first electric-powered engine dates to the Berlin Industrial Expo of 1879. A German company demonstrated the world's first electric train, which ran on rails that provided the power. That train could carry around 20 people and went at the speed of conventional tech at the time, a horse-drawn tram. So anyway, what if we could turn what is now one of the safest and most sustainable ways to travel into a power source as well? Virginia Tech researchers in the US had a similar train of thought. They came up with a smart sleeper system capable of generating electricity from the train's movement. Railway sleepers are those wooden or concrete slats that sit perpendicular to and under the rail line. The researchers designed a high-tech alternative capable of harvesting energy from moving trains. The specifically designed sleeper comprised a metal bar mounted on a spring. Now, when a passing train pushes down on the sleeper, depressing it by about one centimetre, that movement triggers a screw that turns gears. The rotating gear then generates a small amount of electricity 
able to be stored in a battery. As one train wheel passes over, the system generates 15 to 20 watts of power. Not very much. But consider a much longer train passing over many smart sleepers with many carriages and wheels, and in that case the researchers estimated their system could generate around 4 kilowatts at maximum output, kind of similar to a large household solar system. And it turns out train power is a whole thing. Chinese mechanical engineers from Chengdu designed a power system which uses the wind energy whooshed through high-speed rail tunnels. They attached small horizontal axis wind turbines, kind of like a tiny carousel, to the train tunnel exits. When there are no trains, the turbines generate small amounts of electricity from the natural wind. But a train going 350 kilometres per hour creates a piston effect, pushing air ahead of it through the tunnel. Okay, so to be honest, that propulsive gust didn't really generate much power. But the researchers said if it were installed across all of the tunnels in China's 162 subway lines, it could recover around 250 megawatt hours of electricity, roughly the equivalent of a handful of wind turbines. And while I'm on this particular train of thought, did you know that trains can also be used to store energy? like a giant battery. Train-based batteries work in a similar way to the pumped hydro energy storage system I mentioned earlier. Except, instead of pumping water uphill, you're pushing trains on tracks. A company in California is developing these systems, which it calls advanced rail energy storage. Picture a hill with a series of tracks running to the top. Now add some small, solid train carriages, which aren't carrying people or cargo, but rather super heavy slabs of concrete. The point of the concrete is to be heavy, to increase the storage capacity. But if you don't like concrete, you could probably replace it with a large number of small children who bring their own special energy, or jelly beans. Although don't quote me, I haven't asked the company yet. How it works is, when there's excess wind or solar power in the electricity grid, and you can't use it all so you want to save some for later, that power is used to push the train cars up the hill, converting the excess electricity into gravitational potential energy. When you need that electricity later, the shuttle trains run down the hill converting that gravitational potential into electricity. It's not that different to pumped hydro. However you store energy, you inevitably waste some in the process. But apparently storing energy by train is pretty efficient, around 86%, which is pretty similar to using a big lithium-ion battery or a really well-designed pumped hydro. It means not much is wasted converting electricity to gravitational potential and back again the power of a wobbly pole. One of my favourite pieces of public art is installed on the coastline in New Plymouth, off the west coast of New Zealand's North Island. 
a 48-metre-tall red fibreglass rod called the Wind Wand moves and bends in the wind. It's a sculpture by kinetic artist Len Lai. And if you could picture a wind wand bending and swaying, it's not far from the new type of wind turbine technology, which is bladeless. Bladeless wind energy is an idea that looks as strange as it sounds, as tall as a wind turbine, but without its blades. The concept looks a little bit like a wobbly pole or a wacky waver without its arms. From a fixed base, the chubby stick can move and flex with the wind. And then inside, a system of wind vortexes create movement between coils and magnetic fields, which generate electricity by something called electromagnetic induction. True grit. Instead of burying your head in it, sand can be a source of power. Mechanical engineers from India, writing in the International Journal of Mechanical Engineering, describe a system for reusable sand power generation. Ordinary beach sand is poured into a funnel which gradually falls through, like sands through the hourglass, and onto the blades of a sand wheel. As the sand falls, the wheel rotates and spins a turbine, generating electricity. That sand is collected at the bottom and returned to the top by a conveyor belt. The researchers don't clarify how the system manages to generate more power than it uses. I guess the idea is still in the sandbox stage. In Finland, researchers are interested in sand too, but for energy storage. The first sand battery at the Finnish power plant began operating in 2022. Around 100 tonnes of regular sand is stored inside a silo. When there's excess solar and wind power, that's used to heat sand to 500 degrees Celsius. Why sand? Well, if you've walked on a beach in summer, you may be aware that sand is especially good at storing heat. Once it's heated, the stored energy can be used over time, in this case for heating the town water supply. There are so many energy sources and storage options, I've barely even scratched the surface. But it's power from P that really takes the piss. A team of Bristol engineers are harnessing unusual biological energy sources by designing a fuel cell that runs off waste products. You guessed it, urine. The electricity is generated from what's called a microbial fuel cell. It's an electrical circuit powered by living microbes feeding on the waste. As bacteria dig in on one side of the system, they convert chemical energy into usable electrical energy, giving off electrons which flow into the clean compartment. This technology has even been introduced into schools in Uganda and Kenya in Africa, who have limited access to Maine's electricity. It takes organic matter, which the microorganisms eat, and in doing so produce enough electricity to light a toilet block or classroom, but also turning the urine into a usable plant fertiliser as a byproduct. 
that's a power system which manages to be amazing, practical and gross all at once. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back next time for another Ha! Science Explained.